Boy, aren't you glad that God hears and He's right there with us? How many of you is thankful tonight for the presence of God? <laughs> boy, I don't know about you. There ain't nothing sweeter than when God just, boy, He just comes by and loves on you. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about tonight? Boy, God just love on you a little bit. Ain't it sweet? Ain't it precious? Praise to His holy name. Tonight, if you would, take your Bibles, and as we continue on tonight, I just want to say a word of praise for you being here tonight. What a blessing. We've had a great crowd tonight. I, I praise God that you're able to come and that you have, and those online tonight, what a blessing for us to have them with us. I mean, what a blessing that we can be together. John chapter number 3, we're going to be uh, looking at verses 14 and 15 tonight, and then we're going to move over into Numbers 21. And I know some of you are saying, Preacher, it's already dark outside. Aren't we supposed to get out in about 15 minutes? I don't know. Uh, this watch is on about 5%. This digital watch is about to go dead, so I don't know. We'll see. All right, John chapter number 3 tonight, picking up in verse number 14. Notice what is... Said here, notice uh, who is speaking tonight. Anybody know who's speaking tonight? Jesus, amen. Boy ain't, that a, boy, ain't that a wonderful name. Amen. Verse 14 says this, And as Moses, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, God. God, I thank you for your precious word. God, I thank you for the truth of your word. God, I pray tonight, God, we don't see man, but God, we see you. God, we hear from you tonight. So God, help us, I pray. Encourage our soul. God, I pray we run to the cross. God, I pray we run to your Son. God, knowing Jesus is right there with you tonight. Oh, make an intercession for every believer. Lord, I thank you and praise you. Bless us now, God. Bless the reading of your word, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We pick up here and we see the Lord, uh, the Lord giving illustration to Nicodemus. He's giving uh, illustration, and many of you know Nicodemus was not saved. He did not know the Lord, but here it is. Hey, how many of you know when Jesus uh, speaks, uh, he's got the plan, amen? How many of you know when you, uh, how many saved here tonight? Anybody know they saved here tonight? Yeah. Hey, how many of you know that's when Jesus, hey, he just reached out and spoke to you? Amen. Boy, nobody does it like Jesus, right? You might say tonight, I wish I'd have been Nicodemus. No, you don't. Because, hey, the same thing that happened to him, same thing that happened to you. Jesus spoke right into your heart. Amen. Thank God for that. But here is Jesus, and he, he takes uh, Nicodemus back to the Old Testament. How many of you tonight are thankful for the Old Testament? I'll never forget it, and I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. I'll never forget. I had, had, uh, we had somebody say, not, not here at the time, all right, but we had somebody say, the Old Testament is out of date. The Old Testament doesn't apply, only the New Testament, and that's why I spend time in the New Testament. That's what they said, all right? That ain't what I said. That's what they said. Can I tell you the Old Testament's just alive and well as the New Testament, right? Jesus, hey, what did he came to do? He came to what? Fulfill the law. Amen. 
What a great lessons there are for us in the Old Testament. And I can tell you this, if Jesus went to the Old Testament, why would we not go to the Old Testament? Amen. It's still, hey, still good for us. <laughs> still good for us today. And what lessons are there? He took him, though, to Numbers chapter number 21. And I'm going to ask you to go there tonight. We're going to make our way over there. We're going to go to Numbers chapter 21. We're going to look at verses 4 through 9, and I'm going to read that uh, tonight, and then we're going to jump in. Everybody ready to go? Got your bags packed? Here we go. Verse number 4. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Imagine that, a discouraged people. Kim's looking at me. Verse number 5. She knows that means impatient. All right, verse number 5. Here we go. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Where have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord, verse 6, here we go. For everybody that's a complainer. Here we go tonight, verse 6. All right, hang tight, all right? Hang tight. Don't throw your hymnals just yet. Here we go. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel, what? Died. They died. Verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Boy, what a picture we have today. What a picture. Verse 8, And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten when he looketh upon it shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he what? Lived. He lived. Lived. So here we go tonight. We see the Israelites bit with sin. Bit with sin. Nobody's going to get excited about that tonight. But guess what? Every one of you here tonight, including myself, is a sinner. Amen. We've all been bit with sin, hadn't we? Yes, we've all been bit with sin. But hey, aren't you glad and thankful tonight that it doesn't end there? Aren't you thankful tonight for God's plan? Look, notice here, sin symbolized by the serpent, all right? By the serpent, which led to death. Where does sin lead us, folks? To death. Every single time it leads to death. Now, there's some points here that I want to get to uh, of where they are. You'll notice they are discouraged, but they are discouraged because they are an impatient people. An impatient people. Tonight, I'll be honest with you, I can uh, testify that many times I am like an Israelite. And so are you. And so are you. Can I tell you tonight, though, impatience can lead to sin. Why is that? Because it can lead to murmuring. Y'all looking at me like I'm by myself tonight. Listen, I know it's getting dark outside, but it ain't that dark. I know you ain't ready for bed yet. I mean, here it is. You're not complaining. There you go. <laughs> Brother Bruce, praise God, he's on. Look at there. Yes, but here, where, where do we find them at? There, it's not good enough. It's not fast enough. 
And how many of you know that in the time in which we're living, hey, it ain't moving fast enough. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Hey, listen, I'm so sick of that coronavirus. I'm so sick of COVID-19 or whatever it's called. It's really called a mess, what it's really called. Hey, I'm so sick of that. Why? Because, man, I, and I'll be honest with you. Listen, y'all know I'm as transparent as plexiglass. There you go. Careful. <laughs> Listen, man, I got beside myself. I got so sick of this thing. I'll be honest with you. You talk about impatient. I wanted my, listen, and I still won't. Now, don't get me wrong. I still won't. But God's backed me down a little bit. All right? Listen, everything happens for a reason and a purpose to His plan. Listen, God has not hit the snooze button and went to sleep. God knows everything about all this stuff. And so, listen, instead of being impatient with our situation and with our circumstance, what we need to do is look unto Christ. We need to look unto God to take care of this thing. Hey, I'm, I was just talking to somebody this week. I mean, just think. Because, listen, some people have got some serious circumstances. I'm talking about, I'm talking about cancer and death on the way, all right? And we're all dying. Y'all know I say it all the time, but we are all dying. I remind you of that. Listen, you need to be happy with dying. Because you're dying. If you ain't happy with dying, and I'm not saying excited... I don't see nobody waving that flag around. But I can tell you this. If you're going sideways about death, you need to get it right. You need to get it settled in your heart. God give you some peace over that thing. Okay? The truth is, and, and I told somebody today, I may go before you go. What I'm saying is in our circumstance, in our situation, you know what we need to do? We need to look for how God can get the glory. How God can get the glory, right? But it is easy to fall into this place. It's easy to be a murmurer, is it not? Hey, ain't it easy to gossip? Look at all these gossipers. I tell you what. Look at y'all in agreeance. I tell you what. It's easy to murmur. It's easy to be impatient. It's easy to get beside yourself and throw in the towel and just want to quit. You know, I ask you this, what, what can God possibly do with you if you take your eyes off of Him and put your eyes on your situation and circumstance? Can I tell you, that was their biggest problem. They, listen, they couldn't get any help from the Lord. Why? Because they weren't even worried about the Lord. They would rather complain and murmur against the Lord. I'm talking about the same God that delivered them out of Egypt. Now, now, how many of us are like that? I'm, we're throwing, well, I'm going to throw stones at them for a minute, but how many of us are like that? I mean, God will deliver and do great things, and yet we'll still complain that it's not good enough. Poor me. Woe is me. Yes. Everybody's dealing with circumstance and situation, but give it to God. Give it to God. Let Him do something with it. I mean, God had a plan, right? I mean, even in their murmuring, even in what they did, God still had a plan. I mean, if you, if you don't see the grace and the mercy of that, folks, don't miss that. Notice what is said here. Pick up in verse 4. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to come to the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Now, I cannot imagine what that must have been like. I mean, I got a picture of a dry desert, all right? We can just picture and imagine what it must have been like to wander out there. All right? And to be out there at that time. And I look at our lives. Yes, some things are hard that we're facing. 
There are some things we don't want to face. There's some things we don't like what we're we don't like what's going on. But are we just going to miss the boat of what God wants to do through it? What God wants to do through it. You know, it might be that God has allowed you to be in the situation you are, that it be, might be a testimony to somebody else. What do you mean, preacher? Because if you give it to God, God carries you through it, which you know He will. It may not be the way you want it to be, but God will carry you through if you belong to Him. And when He does carry you through, it'll be a testimony of His power, of His love, of His mercy on your life. Thank God He's who He is. You know what we need to do? Listen, we need to let God be God. But it's got to, you know what it needs to start in our heart and head? Yes. It needs to start with us. Just, just as for them, notice what takes place here in verse 5. Not only were they discouraged or impatient, verse 5, and the people spake against God and against Moses. Can I tell you the first one's the mess up right there? Boy, they, that's where they messed up. Can I tell you this? When you get out of the will of God, you'll murmur about everybody else. Thank you. Ain't it true? Ain't it true? Listen, if you, if you got a problem, if you got a problem, I, this is where I stop looking at everybody. If you got a problem, the problem might be you. Come on. Might be your heart, right? Might be your heart. That's what it is. And the people spake against God and Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. You know, just forget about asking God before you murmur. Oh, goodness. There we sit, right? How many times do we never ask God, but yet we complain? Huh? And yet we have not because we ain't asked not. Huh? I mean... So many times. So many times. And some of y'all thinking, why in the world did I come tonight? I guess so you'd stop complaining and start living, right? Huh? All right. Let me go ahead and say this is for me too, right? Amen. That's right. Here we go. For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. They ain't even happy with what they got. Huh? How many of you, huh? How many of you, God will bless you, and you want something better? I would, let me tell y'all a story. Y'all know I'm going to tell y'all personal testimony. Here it comes. I'm going to be honest, and then y'all can say, I can't believe that preacher. I can't believe he did that. You know what I did? I got my boat fixed. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, that boat is fixed. It's running. But you know what I did? Three days after I got it fixed, I started looking at a bigger boat. Yeah. Hey, I've already, I'm already wanting something bigger, better, faster. Huh? Hey, but ain't that true? You see, I don't, I don't think I'm by myself tonight. Hey, I'm, we are never satisfied, are we? But, but God will bless us and pour His blessing out on us, and we still ain't satisfied with what God's done. You know what, tonight we just need to be happy where God's put us. We need to grow where God has planted us and quit worrying about everything else, all right? How about thank you, God, for how you've watched over me? How about thank you, God, that you gave me a car to drive, huh? I mean, I got a boat, much less I got a vehicle. 
Yeah. Boy, I think sometimes God just looking down and saying, when are you ever going to be satisfied? When are you ever going to say thank you? Yes. Isn't it true? I don't think I'm by myself tonight. Yes. Wanting something better. I tell you what. And how many of you know God's patient? Oh, God's long-suffering. But I can tell you this. You go up against God, you're going to lose. Why is that? Because God's never lost a battle. Think about it tonight. God ain't never lost a battle. Me and you might lose all the time. We'll, if we go in our strength, we're going to lose every time. But God ain't never lost. And so you put yourself, hey, you put yourself up against God, big boy. Huh? You get mad at God. You might find out you might be hurting more than you were hurting. I mean, God's got a way of getting your attention. Yes. God's got a way of getting your attention. You say tonight, would God allow people to die? Well, sure he would. Hey, if it's, if it's over the relation, your relationship with him, you better believe it. You don't think God removes people out of the way uh, when, when you uh, worship them rather than him? Come on. Some of you are a danger to other people. Come on. Is it true? It sure is. Look at here what God... And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit, they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Now, if you know anything about the area in which they're in, there were snakes all over the place. I mean, it, that's what was there, all right? And you, and you say, well, preacher, why didn't they get bit before? Well, let's stop and think about this. When you're in the will of God, you got what? The protection of God. You see, so many people, and I don't know who needs this tonight, but so many people, what they'll do is, listen, they'll get mad at God when something bad happens. Or when they, listen, when it ain't going the way they want to, they get mad with God. They'll turn against God, right? Can I tell you, you want to take the hand of protection away? You go up against God. I'm just telling you tonight, He loves you, He'll chastise you, but you go up against God, you will pay the price, folks. God's not playing games, and He knows what it takes to get you right where He wants you to be. And can I tell you, listen, it's not a punishment to be where God wants you to be. Listen, He's not suffering you to be where He wants you to be. It's for your own good. He knows what's best for you and I. That's why He does what He does. Thank God He does what He does. Boy, that's how much He loves us. Look at this here, though. We, there's some of them died. I, that got their attention. It got their attention, did it not? I guarantee if people start dying around you, you, it'll get your attention too, won't it? Boy, you go to enough funerals, it'll start to get your attention, won't it? Look at here. Verse 7. Therefore, what they do? The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Now, they've already admitted it. There it is, admitting it, right? And I'll be honest with you, tonight, that's what we need to do. We just need to admit it. Hey, if we've, if we've put stuff before God and we've groaned about our situation, you know what we need to do tonight? God, you know what? I'm sorry, God. God, forgive me. Forgive me. Because can I tell you this? When we murmur and we do those things, God ain't number one. God ain't number one. Why? Because you're going up against the very deity of who God is. Number one, you're saying God can't do what you need. Think about it tonight. You deny God. You deny God. You know what people need to... We need to come to a place where we can swallow that pride in our throat and say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Who, who is above saying that? No one. No one. God is God. 
Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And notice this. And Moses prayed for the people. What a beautiful picture. What a beautiful picture. You know what we see a beautiful picture of is Christ. Of Christ. Exactly. Exactly. Verse 8. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent. And set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. Shall live. And you say, well, what's the beauty of this passage? Well, it is that God didn't just kill them all. Hey, that God had a plan for them. I mean, really, if God would have seen fit to wipe them all out, it would have been all right. He's God. You know what we need to do? We need to quit telling God what God ought to do. Amen. That's right. We are to stop telling God what He ought to do. He is God. He has full of control. He has full authority, folks. I've said it before. We don't have the authority to change the Word of God. We ain't got the authority to tell God what He ought to do. You know what we ought to do is live as close as we can to God. That's what we ought to do. That's our part. Surrender ourselves. Submit ourselves. And be obedient to Him. Yes. Poor me. You need to turn that poor me into a prayer of praise. Yes, you tell me you can't. If you're still here, you, if you're still alive, listen, and you can move your lips, you can praise God. Tell me you can't do that. Sure you can. Sure you can. God had a plan. And he just, did, listen, he just didn't have a plan. Because listen, none of this surprised God, okay? Let me tell you this. You will never catch God by surprise. No. Never. God wired you and God knows you. All right? Now, He's given you the free will choice to serve Him and live for Him and receive Him. Right? But there ain't nothing we do that's going to take Him by surprise. He's got the plan. He's got the plan. Notice here, And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall become to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looked, looketh upon it, shall live. There it is. There's life. There's life. And you say, preacher, what is the importance about that? Listen, what did I say that serpent represented? A, a symbol of what? The serpent was a symbol of sin. Of sin. So what do we see when we see that on there? We see sin dead. The death of sin. Now let me ask you this. How, how can sin be dead? How, how can you live free and out of bondage of, of, of sin? Because listen, if you get into this rut, guess what it becomes for you? It becomes Sin, folks. And listen, any sin is sin against God. Can we just accept that tonight? It doesn't matter how little it is. It doesn't matter how big it is. You know, we love to talk about the big sin, right? We love to talk about, boy, we got to love to talk about homosexuality, gay marriage. We, I mean, we just ride on these things, right? And it's true and it's real. Pedophilia, all these things are real. But can I tell you this? I believe the people of God can make a bigger impact if we dealt with the sin we've got. That we've got, folks. Do what we need to do. Do what God's told us to do. And you know what? We might have an impact on what's going on out there. It needs to begin with us. It needs to begin with us. What a beautiful picture straight to Christ. To Christ. Why? Because what does he say in John, John chapter 3? John chapter 3, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the, the, must the Son of Man be lifted up. Who's the answer today? 
Jesus Christ. The an- Listen, the answer has not changed. Listen, we, we look unto everything else to solve our problems. Listen, it's great that you go to the doctor, but if your faith is in your doctor, you're going to be disappointed at some time because you're going to die. Who are you looking to? You must look to Christ. You must look to Jesus. What did he say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man. What? No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's his words. Folks, he's it tonight. So guess what? Your situation, your circumstance tonight, guess what? Does it matter? Sure it matters. Sure it matters. (laughs) But life is found in Christ. And you know what? I'm afraid there's too many people tonight who are not living. They're bogged down with everything that's going on around them, and they are not living. Can I tell you, if you're not living, your eyes aren't on Jesus. Get your eyes on Christ for salvation. Not only salvation, but you need healing. You need to know what to do next. Jesus is the answer. <laughs> do, do, do you think that just God knowing you while you were in the womb, huh? That He didn't have a plan for you? You know how many people are walking around today and they, they think they're a mistake or an accident? Why do you think suicide's so easy? They don't think their life even matters. We need to look unto Jesus. And I tell you what, church, we need to be lifting him higher than we ever have. This preacher can't save nobody. There ain't a Sunday school teacher we got that can save somebody. You realize that? There ain't a deacon good enough to save somebody. And we got some of the best. Jesus is the answer. So I'm going to ask you tonight, boy, in these closing moments, I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. And I'm going to ask you now, I'm going to ask you, is, is Jesus your focus? Boy, is your eyes on riots and COVID or are they on Jesus? Are your eyes on your financial situation? Maybe it's your relationship with your spouse. Hey, maybe it's turmoil on your job. Maybe it's your finance. You don't even know how you're going to pay your bills tomorrow. Can I tell you, that's a good thing to focus on, but you know what? If you'll put your eyes on Jesus and give it to Him, He'll give you the plan. Why? Because He's got it. Because He's got it. The altar's open tonight. The altar's open tonight. You say, preacher, I've already went down and prayed. Who cares? Thank God it don't close. I want to ask you tonight, because we just seek the Lord. Put our eyes on Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for Wednesday night, Lord. And God, I, I thank you, God, that you never fail to meet with us. <laughs> God, I thank you that we can lift our praises to you. And God, when it comes to the burdens of our heart, God, we can share it with our brothers and sisters, but God, we get to share it with you. God, knowing that you just don't lend an ear, but God, you care. But God, you're at work. <laughs> And God, tonight, your precious word. God, I don't know who all needed tonight. I know I did, but God, I just pray that God, whatever we're dealing with, God, we just let it go.
God, that we would take our eyes off of situations and circumstance. God, even people, if that's what it is. And God, turn our eyes toward heaven, towards you. God, not just talking about trusting you, but with a whole heart and complete faith. Just as a child, God, I think of those prayer requests of our children, God. Every Sunday morning, God, and just how they let go and they're not afraid. God, I pray you give your people, God, God, the ability just to let go and give it to you. Lord, I love you. God, I thank you for what you do, God, because you do it all. We give you praise tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.